today's scripture focuses, shifts the focus from Jesus's post-resurrection appearances to the nature of God's work in the world. It's sort of setting us up for these weeks of ordinary time, the summertime, to come. Because we're four weeks out now from the empty tomb. And reality is setting in that God, through the risen Jesus, is perpetually yet again doing something new. The old familiar ideas about life aren't as fixed as we once thought. Death gives way to life. Strangers come together and create community. Judgment is expressed through mercy and restorative justice. Failures are embraced in forgiveness and a renewed sense of purpose. So today is a pivot Sunday, or as my Hebrew Bible professor would often call, hinge days. Hinge Sundays, like a door hinge. We're swinging into a different direction now through in our journey of Easter tide. These 50 days between the empty tomb of Easter and the upper room of Pentecost. And we've heard stories about Jesus appearing to his beloved friends and disciples, Mary Magdalene, Thomas, Peter, and all the rest. Feeding them, forgiving them, teaching them and commissioning them to love and follow the best that they can. But today and for the rest of these remaining weeks until Pentecost, Jesus speaks directly to us. We get the words of Jesus himself, telling us the things that are the most important for us to grasp while he's still with us. And the first thing on that list is for us to be reminded about the kind of voice and the person behind the voice that promises life. This is the voice that we need to listen to because the world has only gotten louder in the 2,000 years since Jesus was first teaching. Since he first said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father. They will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. That's the voice we are called to listen to. But cloaked in a simple shepherd's garb, Jesus is proclaiming nothing less than the reign of God in our midst with every word and every movement. He's more than just saying words. He is embodying them. He is living them. And if we think about that for a little while, that ought to trouble us a little bit. That's a bold way to call us to live. It's a bold thing for Jesus to claim for himself to be the good shepherd. Because these claims about Jesus' identity and his relationship to the flock are also claims about us, about who we are, about what we're to be about, and to whom we belong. 
And there are also claims on us. If Jesus is the good shepherd and we are the sheep, then Jesus is making claims on us. And we are people who are born in a society and raised to resist ownership and connection, dependence on others. So it's important when we hear the good shepherd's words today that we not assume being good is also being meek, tame, or unobjectionable. In the way so many artistic renderings of this passage portray. Davina and I always have fun and a little frustration in our fun of like, what image can we find for the front of the bulletin? And so if you Google the good shepherd, my goodness, <laughs> Jesus is snuggling these sweet little cuddly soft white lambs. There's a rolling hill behind him, sparkling streams. There's no wolf or hired hands sneaking around behind the trees anywhere. Please, that is not, that's not the image that the good shepherd intends to convey when it's Jesus talking. The good shepherd, as Jesus describes it, needs to be strong and resourceful, a little canny and shrewd, discerning, able to endure long days and even longer nights in the wilderness, accompanying the wandering flock, as sheep are wont to do, but staying attuned to the well-being of the investment and staying true to the purpose of leading them in the right way, leading them where they need to go. So the good shepherd and the sheep who know his voice are integrally related. Theirs is a mutual recognition, a mutual belonging together. It's the voice and the time spent together forming bonds of relationship that ensure that the, shepherd fo- the sheep follow the shepherd and not follow after the hired hand or the wolf in shepherd's clothing who mimic goodness but have self-interest at heart. It's all about the voice, the tones, the pitches, the energy behind it. That's what sets the hired hand apart from the shepherd, Jesus says. I am the good shepherd. I know my own. My own know me. The identity for these followers of Jesus is being known and cared for and loved by the shepherd. First and foremost, their identity is not what they think about themselves, but in what the shepherd believes about them. And so with us, our identity does not originate in what we believe and say about God, but what God says and believes about us. Christ's very being, coming into this world as a vulnerable, needy, dependent child, and growing up needing relationship, shows what God's heart is for us, seeking relationship with beloved creation. And it's all started not by us, but by God. 
The sheep do not earn the shepherd's care and attention. Nor do the sheep get to choose, really. The sheep just get cared for by the shepherd. Nothing that we do or don't do can annul that relationship. We cannot stray or fall or fail in any way such as to be lost to God ever because we belong to God, body and soul, in life and in death. We heard that just now with the anthem. I don't know if you felt that love and that sense of belonging, but I definitely did. Which to me says this image of being belonging to God is beautiful and true and gives me hope and something to hold on to on those bad days of mine when I really don't feel like I'm worth God's time. Have y'all had days like that? No. (laughs) And yet we are forgiven (laughs) and loved anyway. And I love that because even though I might feel one way, God always feels love towards me, towards all of us. And so when Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, he just doesn't stop there with the sheep that he's talking to, saying, we'll all just live happily ever after. Being known and cared for by the good shepherd does not mean an easy, comfortable life in a sheep pen where everybody knows everybody else. Because Jesus has that phrase, there are other sheep that y'all don't know, that know my voice, respond to me, and I have to go bring them in also. Which means Jesus isn't our good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. Jesus is not exclusive to any one group or denomination or even religion. And here's where things can get tricky. All the sheep know the shepherd's voice means all the sheep. It's the same shepherd for all the sheep. Karl Barth once said that there is no such thing as an individual Christian. Let me say that again. Think about it. There's no such thing as an individual Christian. And to parallel that in the English language, There's no separate singular form of the word sheep. One sheep, hundred sheep, it's just sheep. So in our essential belongingness, our being, our sheepness, our Christianness is bound up together with the entire flock, with the entire body of believers. With those who break bread and pray, with us and with those sheep, those believers whom Jesus sees and God knows, but whom we scarcely know about or can scarcely bring ourselves to acknowledge and welcome, let alone worship beside or even die to protect. Because here's the thing, it's not up to the sheep 
to unify themselves. Thank goodness. It's not up to us to make ourselves and others worthy to be included in this divine sheep pen. We are not to be our own good shepherd. We are not to be our own good shepherd. Jesus is the one shepherd who establishes the one flock, not us. Jesus is the living, breathing message of the self-giving love of God who did not want this world to, to perish in arguments about who is worthy and acceptable to receive this love, about who is worthy to bring into this fold and who should be kept out. The world will surely perish if we continue to pursue narrow forms of self-definition, listening to other voices than the true voice of Jesus who speaks of belonging and knows us by name. The voice of Jesus calls out to us just as the voice of Jesus calls out to others. And as I read Barbara Brown Taylor's reflection somewhere in an altar in the world, she says, remember, we are always somebody else's other. We are always someone else's other, where they struggle to love us, to like us. So to the extent that we decline to enter into the world of those who are other to us because we're uncomfortable or we're afraid of losing our place, we are the ones who refuse to hear the voice of belonging that says one flock, one shepherd. So now is the best time at any time to examine our attitudes and behaviors and practices, our preferences for the voices that we listen to and follow. Now is as good a time as any to ask whether the voices we hear keep us safe and removed from the concerns and needs of Christ's other sheep, or whether they remind us that we are one of many sheep and our only job is to make room in the sheepfold to create a welcoming space for the others who have yet to be counted, who have yet to find a place to belong. We are called to make space and to be familiar with the shepherd's voice. When we're willing to listen to that voice, when we're willing to be led, when we make room for others by expanding our understanding of community, the shepherd loves us and is proud of us. And when we fail to do those things, the shepherd still loves us and is proud of us. For none of the ways that we seek belonging to lesser shepherds, to hired hands, to wolves and sheep thieves can ever change our true belongingness to God. When we wander off and try to meet our needs in all the wrong ways, it doesn't mean we're not worthy of the Good Shepherd. 
It just makes it all the more greater that we have a good shepherd who is willing to lead us and stick by us no matter where we go, even to the point of risking his own life for us. So in this, may we know the truth that the greatest expression of love is to lay down one's life for one's friends. May this truth set us free to love and to do justice for all us sheep. Knowing that we are loved, we are chosen, and we are never walking alone. Amen.